271? How can it be so low? How can your testosterone levels be so low? Is that really what you're gonna ask yourself whilst you dip your greasy hands in that packet of Doritos? They must have made a mistake. I'm really healthy. I only play video games for one hour a day. Uh, nah, Jeffrey, it's more like six. And I exercise all the time. You have two workouts tracked on the Strong app. Come on, Jeffrey. I'm an alpha male. You are nothing like Adonis. Adonis is also receiving his testosterone results. He opens the message and his number flies off the screen. Ah uh, yes, seven billion nanograms per deciliter. Men are supposed to have high levels of testosterone coursing through their veins, just like Adonis. Let's start this video with some words from Adonis about the consequences of having low testosterone. Low testosterone will destroy you as a man for it makes a man weak, docile, and emotional. I might be releasing some merch soon. I was gonna release like a bathrobe and stuff. Don't skip this section because this is relevant to the video. And so, you know, I was gonna, okay, yes, we will release the bathrobe, right? And I think, okay, let's maybe do like a shirt or a vest. And my friend Sam makes this joke that's relevant for this video, which you're probably gonna be able to relate to even though it's gonna piss you off. And he said, we should make a line of the clothing for men men who have got bitch tits. And actually, like, for a marketing idea, I think that's actually a good idea, you know, just because it'll go viral, like, people will talk about it, like, oh, this guy's, like, made, you know, like, a gyno t-shirt or something. But it's actually such a common problem that, did you know about 50 or 57% of young men have got gynecomastia, have got bitch titties? 50% of men, so one in two, has breasts. Think about how fucked that actually is. That something has went so wrong inside of us that men have started to develop like women would. Something is so entirely wrong. And I think testosterone is just one of those things. I think the psychological subversion, the conditioning that we've been through as young men, not, not so much, you know, the plastics and the testosterone, but the message that's been implanted into us to be weak and docile and emotional, to open up about our feelings. Because that seems like good advice, doesn't it? And then every man who opens up to his girlfriend eventually says, so yeah, like she, she won't have sex with me anymore. Like low testosterone, is just one of the issues that men are facing. There's seven things that we're going to speak about today. And the first thing that's destroying your testosterone levels and your ability to feel like a man is actually poor mental health. You might not have considered that. You might have thought that the first thing I was going to say is that you need to fuck more bitches and you need to lift more weights. But actually, most guys, I promise you, this is the truth, most guys would get the greatest ROI, the increase of testosterone, if they first improve their mental health. Because if you have anxiety or paranoid thoughts, if you feel unsafe, you know, you've went through some shit before, maybe you got attacked, maybe you got traumatized, and now you don't really feel safe even in like what should be a safe environment. You know what's actually going on like scientifically inside of your body? Your fight or flight system is activated. Cortisol is through the roof and cortisol and testosterone work in opposites. When cortisol goes up, testosterone goes down. When testosterone goes up, cortisol goes down. When your cortisol is going up because you keep getting thoughts of like feelings of unsafety and paranoid and stress from exams and maybe you're still thinking about the time that your dad beat your ass or that kid in school, your friend beat your ass and you're thinking about this more and more and more. Every time that you get like a negative hostile thought in your mind causes our spiking up testosterone going down and what if you got depression a lack of enjoyment a lack of pleasure a lack of color to your life you feel unable to go and do even the basic things they feel pointless for many young men symptoms of depression are they don't even brush their teeth every day again my best friend Sam when I first met him he was at the level of like brushing his teeth every few days he's obviously changed now he's, he's lives with me here in Dubai a lot of men have depression and if you do have it you can't go and do the other things that we need to recommend if I tell you okay you've got depression I tell you to stop 
stop drinking alcohol or stop smoking weed or you know whatever your vice is video games or something you wouldn't be able to because you're depressed we need to fix the depression first and then those like poor habits go away there is an easy way for you to improve your mental health without going to therapy and spending thousands of dollars in therapy not without going to the hospital and getting ostracized and labeled as like you know what someone's something's wrong with you without needing to go on medications without needing to spend months or years trying to change things and it's literally just follow my mental health guide i have made a full mental health guide completely for free there's nothing to sell you at all it will walk you step by step through everything that you need to do if you put your 100 trust in me within two weeks you will see the greatest improvements to your mental health since you were a child that mental health guys as a youtube video is linked right now in as a card in in the description i promise you that that video will save your life go to it right now the second thing fucking up with testosterone levels is poor sleep and i always ask this question maybe you'll know by now how many hours of sleep does an average person need on average eight hours right that's what we always hear right if you want eight hours of sleep and you need to wake up at 6 a.m what time do you go to bed most people will do the math and say okay if i need to wake up at six then eight hours before that would be 10 p.m so 10 p.m would be my bedtime most people would say that right but that's not how it works most people don't realize this maybe you didn't but there's such a thing called sleep efficiency and that is how efficient you are at sleeping at the time that you were in bed because you see the time that you spend in bed is not actually the time that you have asleep most people on average have around an 80 to 85 percent sleep efficiency that's like that's a pretty good level right if there's like nothing psychologically wrong with you about 80 percent that means that if you want eight hours of sleep with 80 percent efficiency in bed that means you need to be in bed for 10 hours so if you want to wake up at 6 a.m and get eight hours of sleep and you have an 80 percent sleep efficiency you need to go to bed at 8 p.m and that is if you have an 80 percent sleep efficiency if you've got something wrong with you like i do mine is down to like 71 percent so if i leave 10 hours for bed i'll on average sleep seven hours most people will never even consider this and they'll think oh yeah well you know if i go to sleep at 12 and i wake up at six that's six hours no it's not if you go to sleep at 12 and you wake up at six you're gonna sleep for maybe about four and a half hours you need to start to prioritize your sleep and the only thing you can do bro stop being a jeffrey at night time when it gets to 7 p.m 8 p.m you should be unwinding now fair enough if it's 7 p.m or 8 p.m and you've got like a late sports class or late class or something okay fair enough you maybe you're gonna be on technology maybe you're gonna be exhilarated fine but when you're in the home at 8 p.m 9 p.m 10 p.m there should not be anything in front of you you shouldn't be watching andrew tate motivational podcast you shouldn't be watching andrew tate shorts you shouldn't be on tiktok you shouldn't be watching porn or playing video games that is not the time to stimulate yourself so many guys say this and you might have said this too be honest and just openly admit have you coped like this because a lot of guys say at the end of a hard day they want to unwind by watching their favorite show or playing some video games they just want to rest and do that so many guys have said that to me and every time when i say this upcoming sentence they realize how wrong they were and i literally just say to them do you really think that your brain is resting when you play video games do you really think if we were able to like you know do some kind of scan on your brain it would just be perfectly still when you play games honestly and then straight away they're like oh yeah fair enough and yeah video games tv shows all of that shit is hyper stimulating it doesn't help you rest it does the exact opposite this is why like for most guys when they say oh i just can't sleep early i can't go to sleep at 10 p.m i am 100 certain up until proven otherwise that the reason why they say this is because they're literally just stimulating themselves at 9 p.m or 10 p.m and saying oh well i'm not i'm not oh, but i'm not tired like, i'm not sleepy you've got like fucking blue light all on your phone right now like oh but i'm not sleepy i'll go to bed when i'm sleepy no you'll be sleepy when you go off your computer you'll be sleepy when you literally turn off this shit bro our parents were right all this time honestly my mom knew this shit back like before there was ever any research on this and i thought that she was being silly and over dramatic and now i've become like my mom saying like to young guys like you're better than playing video games for this many hours because the thing is there's some guys watching this right now who may have skipped it because they're jeffries and they don't have humility but there's some guys maybe if you're just that kind of guy who do, you don't play video games you're not a jeffrey anymore and you're thinking like oh this advice is for someone else i'm not like this anymore but there's probably still something that you can improve on isn't there you should never be easy on yourself you should literally think to yourself okay there's still some bullshit that i'm doing at like 8 p.m that's still making me stimulated because bro if you see a comment or a message from someone at 8 p.m 
I guarantee your brain is more stimulated for the next half an hour. So if you're seeing it at 9 p.m. just before you're about to get ready for bed and some prick sends you a message which like, you know, triggers you emotionally. Your friend says like, oh, they can't come to the workout tomorrow or someone messages you, have you done the thing? And then you can't sleep. And you want to know the beautiful thing about sleeping. When you're sleeping, that's when you're making testosterone. The third reason why your testosterone levels are all messed up. <laughs> you're coming too much, bro. <laughs> I know this is weird. And I've recently just gotten more into the, the niche of like speaking about ejaculation and semen retention and nofap. I've been on this shit for a while, right? I discovered nofap age 17, right? And I think I did it better than everyone else. Any other YouTuber you've seen, their nofap advice is worse than mine. I know for a fact it is because when people follow my advice, they don't ever go back to porn and masturbation. When people follow some dickhead YouTuber's advice, they're constantly commenting, oh guys, I only got to day three. When you follow my advice, your life changes forever in terms of nofap. Like I, I was the one who just luckily, honestly, I was just lucky. I just cracked the code of nofap when I was like 18 years old. And I just realized you have to progressively unload instead of just cutting it out completely and trying to get to day 90. Anyone who tells you they're on day X of nofap, I know for 100% certainty that they're, they're actually going to fail. If you know what day you're on right now, I know for 100% certainty that you're going to fail. You're going to relapse again. If I ask some guy, what day of nofap are you on? And he just shrugged him. I'm like, I don't know. I don't count it. I know for a fact he's going to be absolutely fine. Do you want to know why? Because when you're counting these days and like grabbing a knife and like etching it into your wall, like, oh, I'm almost on day 90. I can start to levitate or some shit. You're so obsessed with it that it's still part of your identity. You're a guy who's trying to quit porn and masturbation. I don't want to insult guys, but bro, I see this in my Discord server. We have a massive Discord server. Maybe you've joined. You can find the link in the description. But I see a fair amount of guys who have literally got their nofap day in their Discord name. Oh, my, my name's Steve and I'm on day 73. And I just think, bro, you're going to relapse and it's actually going to fuck you up because of how much you've added this to your identity. This was never the plan, was it? When we discovered the shit and we discovered, you know, like we, we went through Jeffrey propaganda when we grew up, didn't we? How, how accessible porn was. I remember some dickhead teachers and like government propaganda told us that masturbation and porn was healthy. Do you ever remember that propaganda? Because I do. And I get pissed. Like, bro, it'll be it'll be 9 p.m. on a Tuesday, <laughs> fucking December or something. And I'll literally just wake up and think, hang on a minute. I literally vividly remember propaganda where sophisticated, clean shirt motherfuckers, teachers on posters and shit who told us that masturbation would have been good for us, who told us how to masturbate. That was my sex ed class. They told like, that pisses me off, right? But having said that, if you are currently so obsessed with no faps even retention that it's literally your Discord name is like how many days you're on, bro. It's a part of your identity. You're a guy who's trying to quit right now, which means that you are also the guy who's going to fail. Don't be the guy who's trying to quit. Be the guy who just simply doesn't do it. Because imagine there's two people, right? And let's use a different example. Let's say that they both smoke. So there's Jeffrey, and we won't say Adonis because Adonis obviously doesn't smoke cigarettes, but we'll say Jeffrey, and then there's Jessica. And Jessica's on her way to be Anastasia, right? Jeffrey and Jessica both smoke, and then they realize that they want to stop smoking cigarettes and they just want to go clean from that, right? Jeffrey goes the nofap route, which all these dickhead YouTubers will tell him, okay, if you once you get to day 90, then your lungs will be cured. And so Jeffrey's like, okay, I really want to get to day 90. Jessica does more of like a psychological analysis on herself and realizes, you know what? I don't want to be this kind of person anymore. I'm not a smoker anymore. Okay, they're, they're both on three days, four days, five days. Jeffrey's etching it into his wall. Yes, come on, getting closer, getting closer. Jessica's just living her life and she's becoming more and more like Anastasia. Suddenly, let's say they both go out to a social event, maybe a party. Jeffrey's offered a cigarette and Jessica's offered a cigarette. What do you think Jeffrey and Jessica say? Jeffrey says, oh, no, 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 thanks. I'm trying to quit. But his friends keep on offering him the cigarette and they smoke next to him and he likes the smell. Then his cravings go through the roof till eventually... <sighs> 
Jeffrey's back to smoking again. He's relapsed. But what about Jessica? She meets some new people there and they tell her, oh, you want to smoke? And she says, no thanks, I don't smoke. They don't ask her again and she doesn't even get the craving because she doesn't smoke. Because she changed who she was, not just got obsessed with the act of quitting. Because if you get obsessed with the act of quitting, it's still a part of your identity. You're not over. It's the exact same with NoFap. All of these YouTubers, bro, I promise you, I've watched a lot of YouTube. There isn't a single good NoFap YouTuber out there right now. I've made like maybe five videos on NoFap, which are better than their entire channels. Their channels, when I, I just see the titles and I just think like you're ruining young men's mental health. What the fuck are you doing telling people about like, oh, but the NoFap's benefit timeline, go fuck yourself. It pisses me off every time I have to speak about these little cretins, bro. They're just weird guys who sit at home and like count fucking etching in their wall and stuff, man. Yeah, they might be trying to help guys, but I don't think they're doing it in a good way. I think they're, they're not really trying to help. They're just trying to make videos which perform well. The issue with ejaculating too much is that your prolactin spikes the fuck up, which means that then your testosterone levels go down. So just like cortisol and testosterone, the same thing actually happens with prolactin and testosterone. So you know the post not clarity, you know, after you bust the nut, whether you've masturbated or you've had sex, you get this like dip, this like dip in your energy. You feel lethargic. You don't, you know, you've lost all of your horniness for like at least 20 minutes, right? That is a huge spike in prolactin and prolactin is like a counter to testosterone, which then goes down. Now for most guys, this issue is coming from porn and masturbation, but actually for some guys who think that they're above this, which could be you soon, they actually are going through this issue, even in sex, even when you have sex and you ejaculate then, that still decreases your testosterone. That still makes you feel lethargic and tired. Honestly, you might think like sex is amazing and stuff, but there are some consequences to this. And any guy who, who's fucked a lot knows that if you meet a girl, you have sex like four times in a day. After that, you're like, you're just not interested in women for like at least hours. There's a lot of like bedroom mistakes that young men are making. And there isn't a lot of good advice for this. There's a lot of Jeffrey propaganda out there. I've made a private video for that, which is in the description. Three bedroom mistakes to watch out for. Go and click on that right now. The fourth thing that's destroying your testosterone levels is a sedimentary lifestyle. It's 9.45 a.m. In about 15 minutes, I'm gonna go get ready to go hit an upper body session and then go hit an MMA one-to-one -one class with the coach there, the UFC coach. So I'm gonna go exercise for about two and a half hours after this. Then we'll be out and about going to buy food, everything, going to like the barbers and stuff. That's pretty good, but that's not even at the level that we should be exercising. It depends where you're at because a lot of guys are in that total Jeffrey zone where they don't even go and do anything. But you've been watching my videos for a little while. You've already considered, you know, getting into the gym more seriously, getting more fit. So you're probably someone who's a big step further than the hordes of Jeffreys in the world, aren't you? But having said that, I still don't actually think that's enough because when you get into the gym and you do resistance training, weightlifting, calisthenics, you start hearing this term called overtraining and you start getting scared of like doing too much and you want to minimize it and everything. And I think that's fucking Jeffrey propaganda, honestly. I don't think that there's maybe 0.1%, maybe less of the population actually overtrained. I think it's overblown and I think to live like natural primal humans with maxed out levels of testosterone, they were overtraining by like the fat scientist standards of today. There's fat scientists, fat doctors these days telling you that you're overtraining if you lift weights for like 45 minutes. I shut the fuck up. Because if you don't consider the scientific shit and if you don't track with like fitness track, you know, I've got the aura ring, right? But I'm even starting not to use it anymore because I've just realized like it just invokes weakness in you. If you want to be like David Goggins, you think David Goggins is sat there like, oh, what if, what if I'm overtraining? How many sets have I done today? I, you know, because after 25 sets, the re recovery is shut the fuck. No one, he's not thinking that. You think that any of these like fucking hard disciplined guys are tracking their sleep thinking like, oh, well, you know, I've only got 53 minutes of REM sleep. I should probably take the day off work today. Oh, they fuck. Is Andrew Tate waking up looking at his fucking sleep stats and saying like, oh, well, I'll just have an easy day today. Like, fuck that, bro. I, what I've noticed, the reason why I'm not wearing my, my uh, ring today, my aura ring, I only wear it at nighttime now. I don't wear it through the day and I don't even look at the stats anymore because it invokes weakness in you. So the sedentary lifestyle affects two different kinds of people. It affects the total Jeffries who just don't do anything, but it also affects the sort of guys who are on self-improvement, but we've been told that we should do less and we should spend more day just, you know, just sitting around and relaxing and like, oh, 
but you know, if your rest score is less than 73 in this health tracker, then you should just take the day off. It affects people like us who are on our way to becoming more like Adonis, more like these alpha males. But those guys who are already at the top, they don't give a fuck about this. Like, oh, you know, yeah, maximum 17 sets per workout. Otherwise, shut the fuck up, bro. Honestly, yeah, sure. You don't want to injure yourself. Fine, absolutely. Make sure you've got good form with everything you do. You don't want to be a dickhead and go lift with some shit form and then get hurt, obviously. But that's not what we're talking about. I think a human can work out for hours every single day, no problem. I think it's a modern invention to say that you should exercise for less than like 45 minutes a day. Because at least for me personally, you want to know my own like particular experience. When I do like a minimalistic kind of workout routine, bro, I'm not even happy. I become like a, the shell of a person that I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be like a man like David Goggins. I'm supposed to be ultra disciplined. I'm supposed to have like aching fucking joints and going to work out anyway. Because when I do that, I am on top of the world. Yesterday, bro, I woke up the day that the morning after our meetup. So we just did a meetup in Dubai. I sparred about 20 guys. I want you to think about that. I sparred about 20 guys. Sparred about 20 guys. That's deeply fucking like, like intenseful, right? That's that's intense. You're literally fighting guys. I'm, I'm punching, kicking, grappling and everything. When I came home from that meetup, after being there for hours on my feet for fighting people, I literally was so sore that it was hurting me to walk and I was limping. I woke up, text Sam like an excuse telling him like, oh, you know, I'm not going like, to come today. You know, I'm overtraining and shit. I am watching the David Goggins podcast. Like, I'm re-watching the one with uh, Joe Rogan, the first one. And just hearing this guy talk is so inspiring that I'm like, man, fuck this. I'll message out. Oh, bro, let's go do a David Goggins workout, man. So it's like the previous message was like, oh, bro, you know, I'm really tired. Let's miss it. The next message is, oh, bro, let's go do a David Goggins workout. Let's go do 500 pull-ups, bro. <laughs> I think that's the better way to live. If you want to know more about my personal life, for the last years, I've like meticulously tracked my sleep and all this shit and really cared about like, you know, health and stay underneath. Like, you know, I don't want to overtrain. I don't want to stress my body. And I just think back to the times where I was living like this ultra disciplined lifestyle where I was waking up, not even thinking a bit like, you know, like if I woke up too early, for example, for the sake of discipline, you know, to wake up at five or half four to go outside for a run. At that time when I was shredded in 2020 and I was like literally exercising for like four hours a day, bro, that was the happiest time of my life, honestly. And I wasn't waking up thinking like, oh man, like, oh, I don't know if I slept enough or anything. I still had fantastic habits. So we need to follow the, you know, the second thing we spoke about. We don't want to have poor sleep. I still had fantastic habits. I was in bed at like half eight, but I wasn't ever thinking like, oh man, let, let me track my sleep and just make sure. Cause if I've not slept enough, then I'll just take the day off. Like, oh, I was getting it done, bro. And when you see pictures of me when I was bald in 2020, early 2021, bro, like I was shredded as fuck. I was like, I'm happy with that man. Honestly, maybe I was overtraining and some shit, but bro, fuck that man. I was so fucking happy with my life. I felt like a fucking man back then. So you need to figure out what kind of sedent, sedentary lifestyle that you have. You need to figure out if you're a total Jeffrey who doesn't do anything, you need to increase it. But if you are a bit more advanced, you need to figure out what's holding you back because our fucking natural primal caveman ancestors were not thinking about overtraining or any bullshit, bro. They were getting it done. They were men who had to go out for the hunt. The fifth thing that's destroying many men's testosterone levels, maybe yourself, is alcohol and the party environment, the late night environment. Alcohol itself is a poison substance that should be absolutely limited to maybe, just maybe, the smallest amount per year, if not just completely cut out. I think it's better if you completely cut it out. But I also understand some people want to drink like every now and then, which is like, it's acceptable a little bit. If you're drinking every month, if you're drinking every week, if you're drinking multiple times a week, hold your hand up right now and say that you're a Jeffrey. There's no excuse. There's no like, you have to say this. You have to say that you're a Jeffrey. If you're drinking more than once a week, even if you're drinking like two, three times a month, you have to hold your hand up and say Jeffrey. Like, and the thing is, some dickheads are going to watch it. Oh no, having a glass of wine every day at dinner is not being me. Just shut the fuck up, bro. Wine is the biggest fucking cope 
cope that I see of these people all the time, man. All biggest fucking cope. Like, because I see intellectual people always saying, oh, well, one glass of wine. I Sometimes I have two. Like, shut up. What is, just shut up and go for a run, bro. What the fuck? What's the need of drinking alcohol, man? It does nothing, bro. It's like, it tastes like shit. And if you want to get drunk for the sake of being drunk, fair enough. You probably got some problems, but fair enough. But if you just want to drink for, oh, you're a oh, lad, let's go for a drink, man. No, 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 let's not get drunk. Let's just go for a drink, lad. Why? It tastes horrible. And if you're not going to get the sort of drunk effects from it, then what's the point of it? It tastes like shit. Usually it's consumed in an environment where you're surrounded by total fucking Jeffries, like the great old British pub. Fucking Weatherspoons, bro. <laughs> alcohol has been proven time and time again to destroy not only your testosterone, but your health in general. If you want the fastest way to destroy your testosterone, to develop man boobs, to gain up to 25% <laughs> body fat, to look like a piece of shit, to feel like a piece of shit, go start drinking consistently. Simple as that. This is then coupled with the environment which alcohol is consumed in, the party environment, the nighttime environment. Those things can be very fun. Honestly, those things can be very fun. And I think maybe it's somewhat valuable for a lot of young men to go and experience that stuff. If you have the total desire to, you know, like really want to go and see what like a party is like and stuff, yeah, go ahead. If you like really enjoy it, fair enough, go ahead. Maybe go, maybe just don't get drunk. Simple as that. But like maybe it's like, it, it's hard to say this because obviously I've experienced all this myself. I was like a total fucking dumbass student on drugs, drinking all the time for years and years. So for me to tell you to not try those things, it's, it's a bit contradictory. But obviously like I can only tell you not to try those things because I've experienced them myself. So even though I'm telling you to do something that I've not done, this is how teaching someone to avoid your mistakes works. Does that make sense? Because when I speak about partying, that's when I get a bunch of comments from Jeffries who said, oh, but Hamza, like, I, I party all the time. And how can you tell us not to party? Because you used to party. Do you realize like the common sense, like the concept of teaching a mistake to someone is that you had to do the thing. That's my response to comments like that. And I, I don't know if I'm wrong or they're wrong, but this is common sense, isn't it? It's like, I can only tell you to avoid a mistake that I've done myself. And it shouldn't be like, oh, but Hamza, you did that thing. Well, well, yeah, that's why I'm telling you not to do it, bro. Cause I did it. What the fuck you on about? Like, oh, but Hamza, you did it. Why, why can't I do it? Like, yeah, of course you can. You can go make the same mistake as me, but wise men learn from the mistakes of others. If you then think about this environment, the party, nighttime, you know, clubs type of shit environment, that leads to the second point with poor sleep because you're staying up late. There's no way that you're going to a club or a party and you're leaving at half nine to get back into bed at 10 p.m. Are you? Of course not, right? So you're staying up late, right? You're going to a party, you're going to stay up late and that can be fine. Every now and then it can be fine. But if when you're like a proper student and you've actually got some ambitions and you want to build some muscle, you want to look good, you want to have high testosterone, like a rock hard dick, bro, you can't be staying up late three, four, five times a week, staying up like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. That's the shit I used to do, bro. Literally staying up till 3 a.m. was like an absolutely normal thing. And sometimes we'd push it to six, seven, you know, sometimes just doing all night and not even sleep and everything. When you're 20 years old, you don't really feel like, you know, you don't really feel the consequences. And you know why you don't? It's because you just feel like shit in general. People who say like, oh, you're invincible when you're, you're 20 years old, you can go drinking all the time. No, the reason why you feel all sickly and you get fresh as flu and all this shit is because you're literally mildly sick literally throughout the entire year. It's only once you actually start to eat clean, sleep right, train hard, that you start to realize, okay, this is what like I'm supposed to feel like. Now, if I go on a night out and drink some, some alcohol, I'll feel how different it is. It's not because I'm 25 and you know, at 22, I was like invincible, like three year difference. Shut the fuck up. Well, obviously it's not. It's just because I'm more aware of it now. Now I'm actually living a healthy life. Now I can feel how different it is. If I go out now and drink, I feel shit. And this is the feeling I would have had around the clock, around the year, instead of just sporadically. The sixth thing, destroying testosterone levels, which is a really big one, is the modern diet. Not just that it, you know, it's processed and it's unnatural, just that it's got so much shit in it. It's got so much sugar. Sugar directly decreases your testosterone. I don't want to go totally into this because I made a full, I've got two full like diet guides. I've done the perfect diet and I've also done like the full diet advice that could change lives, that could save lives. Both of them are linked in the card description below. They're very good videos in my opinion. I, I really do think that I, like I conveyed the message properly. Those videos, both of them have got like over a million views each. So obviously that says something. So just 
just go and have a look at those videos. If you think your diet's not great for testosterone or for health, go and have a look at those videos. The seventh thing that's destroying testosterone levels, people are simply too fat. For about 70% of the UK's population, for most Western countries, about 70% of people are fat. Not just overweight, fat. 30% of people in Western countries are obese. Obese means like 250 pounds, 300 pounds. It's almost too controversial to say that these days. For me to simply just, even saying the word fat seems quite unacceptable these days, doesn't it? It's not very PC, is it? We've got to stay, hashtag stay woke. Yeah, stay woke with your limp dick. That's what they want, bro. But yeah, 70% of people are fat. When you're fat, your testosterone levels dip down and you also look like shit and you also feel like shit. You get no bitches. All these little fat guys, well, oh, but I still get bitches. Okay, yeah, sure you do, bro. Okay. When your body fat percentage is too high, you don't even feel like a man, honestly. Like, you begin to feel like effeminate and your estrogen kicks up, your testosterone goes down. Like, literally, there's pro like, proven studies to show the higher body fat percentage you are, the lower your testosterone will go down. At the same time, we don't want to be ultra, ultra lean, but the reason why I'm not going to include that as a point here is because that's not an issue for literally mo like almost any person. To be too lean is like a bodybuilder's issue. Like if you're a full-on steroid-taking bodybuilder going for a competition and you're going to cut down to 7% body fat, yeah, your testosterone is going to go down. But pretty much you and I are never going to get to 7% body fat. If you think that you've ever been there, you're, you're totally mistaken. You have not. You're so certain. You know, if there's, there's some dickhead watching this who says, yeah, I've been at 6 percent shut the fuck up. No, you're not. Like unless you were a professional bodybuilder going into a show and stuff, fair enough. If you're some average guy, yeah, who goes to the gym and, you know, cuts down and went on low calories. You were at like 10% body fat and you thought it was like six. Literally, like no one gets below 10% on accident. It's literally impossible. You have to like fully meticulously track every grain of rice to get that low. So I don't think low body fat is an issue for most people. I think too high body fat is an issue. And the way to fix that, the previous point, just go and research diet. Do you know, this pisses me off, right? You know, all the years that we went into the education system, did you ever get told about diet and nutrition? Did you ever have a class on that through high school? We got told so much shit about fucking osmosis and the propaganda like whitewashed history of the uk where they only show like the uk you know i'm from the uk like they only show your country in good light if you're american they do this as well like you do realize the history that you learned in your schools isn't actually real history like it's actually very different from what you learn you realize once you get out of school and you actually like start becoming like a real student outside of school you realize like all the shit that you learned in terms of history and geography and all this shit it's like it's all just propaganda bro <laughs> it's propaganda to make you weak and docile to make you fit into the perfect little brain dead employee afterwards and that's why they'd rather keep you like unhealthy and fat and low testosterone because otherwise you'll revolt against the system but i don't know maybe that's a conspiracy theory but who knows if you feel offended then you know that there's got to be some truth to that right now click and watch this video right now do the hard work especially when you don't feel like it